Welcome back to Mackenzie Moments. When we last left Mackenzie, she was in sheer disbelief at the actions of fiance Milton. Our next adventure leads us to these journal entries that trigger Milton's reactions out of the blue towards Mackenzie. So as we pick up on this goodness, get comfortable, relax, and let the journey begin. A colorful situation. Work was long as hell today. I had several deadlines to meet. Exams were coming up. And I knew my students would want to schedule extra study time in preparation for the big test. Today, they would have more questions during class than usual. This was especially true for those that waited until exam time to focus on things that had been taught throughout the semester. I just was not in the mood for it today. I just knew when I got to work, he would be there, or I would at least have an email from him. We have had arguments before, but he would always surprise me the next morning with an email or a message on my phone. But this morning, I had absolutely nothing. Every free moment I got, I was checking through my emails and phone to see if he had reached out to me, but to no avail, there was nothing. It took forever for the day to be over. As I expected, classes went longer than usual due to the overabundance of questions. I normally don't cut out of work until around 4. Sometimes I tried to stay back just in case some of the kids decided to stop by for impromptu questions. But today, I was trying to hurry up and get out of this place as soon as possible. I just knew by the time I got home, Milton would be there. We never stayed mad longer than a few hours. A day was surely pushing it. I pulled up and the house was just as I left it, empty. There wasn't even a trace of him coming by while I was at work. I looked in the basement to see if he had done some work down there. Again, nothing. All I saw were pages of my journals balled up and thrown all across the floor. It looked like Hurricane Katrina had run through that basement. He had papers everywhere. I reached for a torn page that was lying crumpled near my foot and began to read the words, trying to see what was written that had triggered him to storm out on me. As I began to read the torn page, I just shook my head. Even I was like, damn, Mackenzie, you really did that? September 20th, 1994. Who would have ever thought a woman could make me feel this way? Last night, I slept with Dee for the very first time. I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. What a way to spend my 21st year of life. What way, what a way to unwind with the stresses of schoolwork. This bitch ate my pussy better than any dude ever has. What the fuck am I getting myself into? Just because I let her go down on me, does that make me gay? I never told Milton about D. I never thought it even mattered. Hell, he never asked if I had been with another woman. We just didn't talk about those things. I never saw where it would be have any effect on the relationship that he and I had. On top of that, the whole thing between D and I was well over 10 years ago. I met Dee one night when Kelly and I were bored out of our minds and decided to go to True Diversity. 
True Diversity was a gay club located downtown. I heard some girls in class talk about it and how much fun they had when they went. Kelly looked at me like I was crazy when I first asked her to go. But when we looked at some of the other options, we realized there really was nowhere else to go. Kelly had a few more months before she turned 21, so this was our only choice for a Saturday night. We decided that we would not get dressed to impress. We were a little nervous about being hit on. Kelly really dressed down. She put on a pair of denim jeans, a pink and white top, and a pair of white sneakers. I, on the other hand, still wanted to look nice. That was just my style. I wore a pair of fitted denim jeans, a long sleeve gray top, and some gray pumps. It was obvious that Kelly and I were fresh meat in this club. We were very standoffish at first. We didn't even breathe hard for fear of anyone sizing us up. Hell, as much as we like to dance, we did not even bust a two-step at first. But after I had a few drinks, I started to loosen up. I even managed to sneak Kelly a few sips. Once we got that alcohol in our system, we started to loosen up a bit, and our two steps went to us dropping it like it was hot. The bar upstairs was too crowded, so I went downstairs to grab one last drink before last call. As I was walking down the stairs, I noticed Dee briefly as she and a group of her friends were coming up. Dee was a stud, but I noticed something different about her. I had a few gay friends at school, so I knew how some studs carried themselves. There were some that tried too damn hard and are convinced in their mind that they really are dudes. Then there are those who portray the male persona in their style of dress, but they are in tune to the reality that they, at the end of the day, they really are women. D was about 5'8 and 170 pounds. You could tell she played sports. She had a very athletic build. You could see this even through the loose-fitting clothes she had on. This particular night, she was wearing a gray sweatsuit and some fresh Air Force Ones. I was not into women, but I had to give it to her. She looked very nice. She had some very neat dreads, and I could tell she had just gotten them twisted. As we passed each other on the stairs, we slightly brushed shoulders and made eye contact. I smiled and kept going in the direction of the bar. When I looked back up, I saw her still looking at me and heard her ask her friend if she knew who I was. Her friend shrugged her shoulders and kept walking. When Kelly and I went back upstairs, Dee passed by us a few times. Every time she walked by, she would smile. I knew that I had had way too much to drink because the third time she walked by me, I just grabbed her and started dancing up on her. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Kelly looking at me, cracking up. So what's your name? She asked. I was not about to tell this chick my real name. Tanya, I responded. That was the name I used when I was out being incognito. Okay, Miss Tanya, my name is Dee. I have never seen you in here before. Is this your first time? Yeah, it's my first time. Is it that obvious? She laughed. Trust when I say that I would have noticed you before now if you had been here. Okay, if you say so. 
I really was not trying to have a conversation with her. I just wanted to dance. We danced about two songs straight. As they went into the slow set, I walked away over, over to Kelly. I may have been tipsy, but I was not about to be grinding up in the club with this female on those slow songs. When I got over to Kelly, she looked at me, still laughing. We both decided it was time we head on out. It was getting too hot and I needed some air. Once we made it outside, Kelly wanted to stop over at the 7-Eleven to get a hot dog and something to drink. She needed to absorb the little bit of alcohol she had consumed before she got home to her mom. Her mom did not play the underage drinking and Lord knows I did not want her jumping down my throat. We had parked near the store so I told her I would wait for her at the car. As I was waiting for Kelly to come back out, I saw Dee heading my way. In my head, I was like, oh shit, Mackenzie, what the hell have you gotten yourself into now? I guess you sitting there waiting on me. I have to admit, she had a lot of confidence about her. It was just enough that it almost crossed over into being cocky. You are too funny. No. I'm actually waiting on my friend to come out of 7-Eleven. I'm just sitting here waiting patiently. So what were you doing in a gay club? I gave her this look like, what the fuck type of question is that? She must have read my facial expression because she quickly began to clarify what she meant by that statement. I'm not saying it like that. All I'm saying is that it doesn't look like that will be your crowd. She cleaned that shit up very fast. What? That makes me think you're trying to speculate something or draw some sort of conclusion. But at any rate, there was nothing else to do tonight if you really must know. My friend and I did not want to sit up in the house doing nothing and wanted to try something different. Not too much to do in this city. I said to her in a somewhat annoyed tone. It really bothered me that she was trying to read me. I would have much better preferred that she just asked me direct questions from the jump. I guess her speculations were her indirect way of finding out what she needed to know. True indeed. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and I hope you do not get offended, but are you straight or bi? Lord, this is a bold bitch. And the sad thing is that her tone is so serious. If you really must know, I'm straight. By this point of the conversation, Kelly was approaching the car and I did not want her forming any ideas in her head about what was playing out in front of her. Dee could see that I was trying to brush her off before Kelly got to the car. As Kelly got closer, I tried to look away and hope that Dee would take that as a sign to just walk away. Well, before your friend gets over here, do you mind if I get your number? Yeah, I do mind, but you can give me yours. A few weeks had passed and I had forgotten all about Dee. All about her number, forgetting about everything that happened that night. My intentions had been in pure fun, nothing else. However, one particular, particular night, boredom found me again. Nothing to do and not a damn thing on television. Kelly was out on a date. Jay was with her man. Mackenzie, home alone yet again. That was one of the downsides of being in college. My friends opted not to take the school path, so it was hard sometimes to sync our social calendars. 
I started to look through my cell to see who I could call to converse with until I got sleepy. I did not want to be bothered with any other jump-offs in my phone at the time. So, I decided I was going to get in my car and head out somewhere. I had been drinking a little and feeling tipsy. I was about to lose my mind out of pure boredom. So, I thought, fuck it. I'll go somewhere. It was a little cold, so I opted to wear a pair of tight-ass jeans, a long sleeve white dress shirt, and a pair of black flat boots. I was just driving around listening to the radio when I happened to pass True Diversity. I contemplated going in, but was reluctant, especially since I was by myself. But shit, what else was there to do? By this time, it was midnight, and the club was going to be letting out soon anyway. I could go in there, grab a quick drink, listen to some music, and bring my ass back home, is what I told myself. So I built up the carriage and went inside. I walked inside, and the first person I saw was D. Cheesing so hard. To this day, I would recognize that smile anywhere. I ignored her and headed upstairs to the bar. As I was standing there enjoying my Corona, someone walked behind me and said appreciatively, Damn, sweetie, you wearing those jeans. I turned around and it was D. What's good, I asked, trying to sound unconcerned. Not much. I was hoping that I would see you again since you not since you hadn't called. I began to applaud. You should win an Oscar for that line. She began to ask where I had been hiding, why I had not called, and so forth. I politely explained that I had no desire to call. I even apologized for taking her number and not calling. She did not seem to be too bothered by that comment. She grinned at me in a very coy way. Then she looked at me and said, I like a challenge. This bitch thinks she's going to break me down. I finished my corona and laughed to myself. Does she know who I am? I am strictly dickly. Ain't no bumping going on here. I have to admit, though, I was flattered that she was found fond of my beauty and my sex appeal. But it definitely stopped there. It was not long after I had finished my second beer that I decided to leave. I was not filling the club tonight. It was not as, ex- as exciting this time around. I guess it was because I did not have my sidekick with me and was nowhere near as tipsy as I was the first time. As I was heading out the door, Dee came up behind me and handed me my cell phone. Oh, you dropped this when you were walking through the crowd. I figured you would need it just in case you decided to call me. You don't give up, do you? Not when I see something that I like, and I like you very much, Mackenzie. What? Oh, I took a peek at the screensaver on your phone. I thought your name was Tanya. I did not say a damn thing. I just gave her a look as if to say, bitch, you have got some nerve. Two months had passed since that incident in the club. I never even told Kelly that I had gone back there. One day while we were on our way to the mall, my phone rang. I was looking at the number like, who the hell is this? I rarely have a number that I do not recognize come up on my phone. Hello, said the stranger on the other end. May I speak to Mackenzie? The voice was now one that I easily recognized. This is she. With whom am I speaking? So, your name is Mackenzie. 
As soon as that question was asked, I instantly knew who the caller was. Shit, that bitch had gotten my number. I chuckled to myself. I was impressed, but in a very odd way. Kelly whispered, who the hell is that? I ignored her and kept talking to the person on the phone. How did you get this number? I asked in a puzzled tone. You don't sound too excited to hear from me. Well, I'm just curious as to how you got this number because I know I did not give it to you. The night you dropped your phone, what I did not mention to you is that I called my phone from your phone so that I could have your number. You should lock your phone moving forward. However, I hesitated over the past few months as to whether or not I should call you. I thought maybe I would have seen you before now back at the spot. So what made you call almost two months later? I asked. Well, I'm sitting in the car right behind you and I was reminded how beautiful you are. I looked in the rearview mirror and this bitch was directly behind me, smiling so hard. Kelly was in the passenger seat tripping because she was trying to put shit together. Damn, you are so bold. I commend you on that. You get some points. So So does this mean I booked up enough points to possibly take you out? I would love to see you outside of the club. No strings attached. Sure. Why not? I'm convinced. I will meet you tonight at 9. You name the place. Cool. How about we meet at Fridays? I'll be there at 8.30. Patiently waiting. Who the fuck was that, X Kelly, as soon as I ended the call? That was the girl, D from True Diversity. What? I thought you didn't give her your number. (laughs) Let me find out, Kelly said teasingly. First of all, I did not give her my number. But at any rate, I am intrigued to see what she's about. Nothing more, nothing less. Free food, Kelly. Free food. I had some explaining to do, so I went on to tell Kelly all that took place the last time I went to the club without her. And what was discussed in those past few moments over the phone. Kelly was tripping. She knew I never turned down a free meal. We rushed our time at the mall so that I could get ready for my spur-of-the-moment date with Dee. I arrived at the restaurant 20 minutes late on purpose. I was never late, but I did not want to give her the satisfaction of arriving promptly. I saw Dee sitting at the table patiently, just as, she had, just as she said she would be. She was smiling even harder than she was the first night at the club. Sorry I'm late. I lied. No big deal. You being here is the most important thing for me. For a moment, I thought you were going to stand me up. This bitch got game. She definitely has a way with words, much like myself. Dinner was great, but the highlight of the night was the conversation. She had a fucking brain. We talked about politics, music, her goals, and so on. I was impressed. I just knew the whole night was going to be filled with her trying to hit on me, but it wasn't. She shared things about past relationships and her family. It was very intriguing. To my surprise, Dee and I went out a few more times. The one that got me was the night she took me to Babes. This was another gay club in the city that catered more to the lesbian community. 
We were in there drinking sour apple Jolly Ranchers and taking down jello shooters nonstop like it was nothing. I was dancing on top of the pool table and everything. After a while, they began to slow things down and the DJ started to spin R. Kelly's 12 play. D asked me to dance. Was a little taken aback because we had been chilling like buddies. And even when we went to dance spots, we had never slow danced. This was usually when we would refresh our drinks and trip off the other couples in the club. I was drunk though, so I was like, what the hell? As we were dancing, I could tell that she was holding back and still trying to respect our boundaries as just buddies. It showed all in her body language as we danced. I could feel her hand slip to the small of my back on a few occasions, and each time she would quickly move it back to my hip. At this point, I was convinced she was tripping in her head that I was slow dancing with her. The first time I met her, I had left her alone on the dance floor when the slow set kicked in. But being drunk surely changed things. I started grinding all up on her as a way to assure her that it was okay for her hands to roam as she wished. I was giving her the green light. I was blowing in her ear and filling her up. By the time the next song came on, she was on the same page as me. She was rubbing her hands up and down my back, caressing me, and slowly, softly kissing me on my neck. It's a good thing the night was ending because my hormones were in overdrive due to that last dance and all the drinks we had consumed. On the ride back to my place, we were silent. When we hit the cold air, reality set in. The only sound in the car came from the stereo. She was playing a slow jam CD. By the time we pulled up to my spot, I had nodded off. Wake up, sleepyhead, she said gently. Dang, we here already? My head is jumping. Thanks for a good time as always. She walked me to my door as she had always done. But this time, there was a difference. She wanted to come in and I wanted her to come in just as much. That particular night, I was feeling bold, so I invited her in. We had more to drink at the club than our usual. And honestly, I did not want her to be driving because the police were out there. At least, that was the excuse I came up with in my head to make everything seem rational. Dee was my buddy. And this was nothing I would not have done for Kelly or Jay. I told her that she could sleep in the extra bedroom. I had an apartment off campus which clearly came in handy during times I had overnight guests. I decided to take a shower because I could not stand smelling like that foggy smoke they pumped throughout the club. When I got out of the shower, Dee was in the living room watching television. With my towel still wrapped around me, I sat beside her and asked if I could get her anything before I went to bed. She shook her head no. I headed to my room where I stood looking in the full-length mirror, pinning my wet hair. I noticed her standing behind me through the mirror, And as soon as I turned around, it happened. She kissed me. I was so caught off guard, guard to say the least. To this day, I am not sure why, but I responded back. Maybe it was the alcohol or maybe curiosity had finally set in. 
You would have thought I had done this before. Kissing her felt natural. Her lips felt so soft and tender against mine. The thought of her being a female clearly was not a factor at this moment. So there we were, standing in my room, kissing. Then I felt the towel drop and her mouth moved from my lips to my breast. She suckled my nipples, which by this point were already erect from the slight chill in the apartment and the water from the shower that was still drying on my skin. While she was sucking, I massaged the back of her neck in encouragement. I had to admit, this was definitely feeling good. Just as it was getting good, she pushed me gently against the dresser and she dropped to her knees. Her warm, moist mouth began kissing gently against the inside of my thighs. I felt myself get moist. I moaned very faintly. My mind had shut down at this point and I was instantly opening to letting I was instantly open to letting D explore my body in any way she wanted. At that moment, I was caught up in getting the ultimate experience of being pleased totally. As she was kissing my inner thigh, she moved her way closer to my womanly treasure. She flicked her tongue across my vaginal lips, took her middle finger and inserted it into my warm, creamy center. Again, I let out a very faint moan and I grabbed the nape of her neck a little tighter. She moved her finger in and out of me a few times before she put it in her mouth, devouring the taste. I was standing there ready to explode. This was not supposed to have felt that damn good. I remember her taking the time to ask if I was sure I wanted to go through with this. I'm not sure where I found the breath, but I was able to muster a faint. Yes, I am. I'm fine. I want this. Are you sure you want to do this? She asked again. She needed that extra confirmation before she went further. Yes, I moaned in a way that was sure to let her know I wanted her to continue pleasing my body. She was in total control as she guided me over to the bed where she then took off her clothes as I lay in the bed gazing gazing at her in admiration. I had never noticed before, but she had a banging ass body. I could always tell that she had a nice build but my thoughts had never gone beyond that. Hell, it never occurred to me that I would be seeing her in an intimate setting, so I never allowed my mind to ponder what she would look like under her clothing, beyond the athletic build. She was grinding her body up against mine, and damn, all I could think was that her body felt so good against mine. I have to admit, Out of all the men that I had been with up until this point, grinding had never felt that great before. Her breasts were about a 34C, and her lower area was nicely shaved. The feeling was mind-blowing as she rubbed against my bare lower area. I could feel the moisture from her pussy as she was grinding on me. 
she started kissing me passionately on my neck. As she was kissing me, I caressed her breast in my hand. I never imagined that the touch of another woman could feel so incredible. She moved from my neck and went back for the pussy. She ate me out to the point where I could not even get out a moan. Her back was tore the hell up afterward because the deeper she she stuck her tongue inside of me, the deeper I dug my nails into her back. Once she got hold of the clit, she did not let go. She sucked and she blew on it in such a way that my whole body began to tremble. Then to add insult to injury, she stuck her finger in my ass. Initially, I tensed up. This was some new shit for me. But once I loosened up, it felt so good. As I felt myself about to come, I began to wiggle to get her mouth off my pussy because I did not want to come in her mouth. Even in that moment, I was being a lady and trying to be respectful since it was our first time together. But she encouraged it. She wanted every drop. I remember her saying, you about to come, baby? Uh-huh, I moaned. She removed her mouth from my pussy and put what felt like her entire hand deep inside of me till she reached my sweet spot. It felt like I had pissed on myself as juices exploded everywhere. When she poured her fingers out of my ass and my pussy, there was cum everywhere. Damn, I have never had an orgasm like that, I remember thinking. Shit, even after all this time, I still get chills thinking about that moment. I had to catch myself from thinking about D because I felt my little package down below begin to throb. But hell, when it's all said and done, it was a great experience and really taught me a lot about my body. D introduced me to toys and just being comfortable with my sexuality. We slept together about two more times after that first encounter. We started to fall off once the realization that I would never indulge in her creamy center began to set in. She was convinced that I would become curious and want to taste her. As much as I loved her tasting me, I could not bring myself to return the favor. The closest I ever came was sucking her breast, but I guess she wanted and needed she wanted and needed more than I was willing to give. My vivid flashback was interrupted by the phone. For some reason, it seemed to be ringing even louder than usual. I was thinking maybe it was Milton, so I rushed to the phone, only to discover it was Jay. Hey, I answered, sounding a little disappointed. How are you? Kelly called me up to speak with all that is going on over there with you. You good? Jay was always good at cheering me up. She always looked at the brighter side of things. Yeah, girl, I'm fine. I'm just sitting here lounging around. Nothing major. I'm so ready for the weekend. What's good with you? Not a damn thing. Just checking up on you. Have you heard from Milton yet? You know I'd be talking to one of his boys on the low. I asked him if Milton had been in the office 
He said that Milk came in the office earlier and said that he needed to take some time off to go down to North Carolina to visit his mom. I'm sure he'll be back, Kenzie. Yeah, I'm hoping he will. I want to call him, but I know it is still too soon. I was sitting here picking up pages of my journals that he tore out, and the first thing I came across is an entry I had written about D. There was silence. Jay knew how good D had been in leaving her mark across this pussy. Damn, girl, you mean to tell me you never told him about your lesbian love affair? I could hear the laughter in her voice. Nope. The subject never really came up. I did not see the importance of telling him. Shit, that was so damn long ago. Plus, it has not, It was nothing but a few encounters where I let another female taste my creamy center and I sucked on her breasts. I mean, it is not like we had a full-fledged relationship or anything. We were just two people that were mad cool that played around with sex. Yeah, yeah, D had your ass sprung off that tongue action. You got jokes, Jay. Anyway, I need to go. I was sitting here reminiscing and I lost track of time. I'll hit you later in the week to see what is up for the weekend. I'm in desperate need to go out and have a drink or two. After I hung up, I went to take a shower. Reading about D had me wetter than I initially thought. Once I got out, I checked my house phone, personal cell phone, and work cell phone just to see if I had missed any calls or messages from Milk. Not a one. The only person who had called was Kelly. I was still overexerted from my conversation with Jay and the thoughts of Dee that I did not feel like going through the same conversation again with her. I pulled on my work clothes and headed to bed. It was getting late and I knew that the damn alarm clock would be going off soon.